Today's show is just a little bit extreme. Do not try this at home! And it's time for the start of something new. College is about starting over, right? I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, February 21st. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. First, your entertainment headlines. Tom Holland is back in a very familiar spot at the top of the weekend box office. Just two months after the debut of Spider-Man No Way Home, which dominated the box office for six weeks, his new missing treasure action adventure Uncharted with Mark Wahlberg found itself at number one this weekend, earning an estimated $44 million for the three-day and an estimated $51 million for the extended President's Day weekend. Spider-Man, by the way, is still performing well. It is in third place, earning another seven million. $6 million. For the three-day Channing Tatum's Dog, which he co-directed, debuted in second with $15 million, and rounding out the top five are Disney's Death on the Nile with $6.3 million and Jackass Forever earning $5.2 million. While an exact premiere date, or even a premiere month, hasn't even been announced yet for House of the Dragon, George R.R. R. Martin has provided a welcome update for the highly anticipated Game of Thrones spinoff series. In a post on his Live Journal blog, the author wrote, quote, Exciting news out of London. I am informed that shooting has wrapped for the first season of House of the Dragon. Yes, all 10 episodes. Martin also divulged that he's seen rough cuts of a few episodes and says he is, quote, loving them. Of course, a lot more work needs to be done. Special effects, color timing, score, all the post-production work, but the writing, the directing, the acting all look terrific. I hope you will like them as much as I do. House of the Dragon takes place hundreds of years before the events of HBO's Game of Thrones during the height of the Targaryen Empire. And TV actress Lindsay Perlman has been found dead at 43 after going missing in Los Angeles earlier last week. According to the Los Angeles Police Department, the General Hospital and Chicago Justice alum was last seen February 13th around noon in East Hollywood. Authorities requested help from the public in finding Perlman after she didn't return home and family and friends became concerned for her safety. On Friday, the LAPD confirmed that officers in the Hollywood area responded to a radio call for a death investigation at Franklin Avenue and North Sierra Bonita Avenue around 8.30 a.m. and identified the individual as Perlman. The cause of death will be determined by the coroner. Perlman's other credits include The Miss Pat Show, Empire, Sneaky Pete, The Purge, American Housewife, and Selena the Series. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. All right, who is ready to be catapulted 50 feet into the air from a cannon and jump through a burning ring of fire? Yeah, well, we aren't either. But good thing we can just watch a professional do it on our number three pick, the series premiere of America's Got Talent Extreme. 
Fan favorite judge Simon Cowell and host Terry Crews are back, along with two new judges, former WWE star Nikki Bella and stunt expert Travis Pastrana. The competitors on this spinoff of the hit NBC show will still be packing all the talent viewers expect, but will be doing over-the-top dangerous stunts to try to win the $500,000 prize. Here is a preview. Backflip, landing sideways. Absolutely unbelievable. always said America's Got Talent is the best of the best. It's the Olympics of talent. A lot of the stuff that we're going to be seeing on AGT Extreme is going to be sports and events that you may be seeing in the Olympics in 10, 20, 30 years' time. Being right here in front of you three, this is the biggest stage in the world. My grandfather that passed, I'm sure he's watching me right now. I want to make him proud. And that would be the ultimate prize for me. We're outside, so literally the sky is the limit. When I think of America's Got Talent Extreme, it's you guys. You define why we made this show. That is what action sports is all about. I'm giving you the golden mother. If you really want to see what guts, courage, determination is all about, you've got to watch the show. I love the way you're acting like this is normal. It's not. Well, it definitely is not. Tune in to see everything from car stunts to motocross jumps, explosions, and pretty much anything you can think of that takes place at jaw-dropping heights. You can catch the series premiere of America's Got Talent Extreme tonight at 8 on NBC. We are in the endgame now, folks, because our number two pick is NBC's new thriller, the Endgame. The series stars Morena Baccarin as arms dealer Elena Fedorova, a brilliant criminal mastermind who organizes a series of coordinated bank heists for a mysterious purpose. She's pursued by relentless FBI agent Val Turner, played by Ryan Michelle Bathay, who will stop at nothing to take Elena down. But when the authorities believe they have finally caught Elena, we learn that capture is only the beginning of her complicated master plan. Because, well, of course it is. Here's a preview. Have I got your attention? Why is she in custody? She's been operating for years. Why now? Agent Valerie Turner. I've been hoping to meet you. No one's untouchable until you. You're impressive. Fedorova's plan is bigger than the banks. She led you to her. You give her a lot of credit. I'm not sure you give her enough. It looks like an office building, but inside, it's a fortress. If I'm Fedorova, I hit it next. All right, well, that certainly got our attention. Obviously, there have been a lot of cop and criminal stories we've seen over the years, but on EW's Bold School panel at this weekend's SCAD TV Fest, Bethay explained what makes this one unique. You know, I don't know that I approached it like I wanted to set her apart from any other FBI agent because, you know, so much of that is just in the, the circumstances, right? The given circumstances of this character are, are so very different from the given circumstances of any of the other ones that we've seen. That's first of all. Second of all, we haven't seen that many FBI agents that have been women that have been sort of the, the taking the lead in whatever investigation it is, you know, over the course of either the movie or the television, you know, series. Um, so that was pretty cool. And, and interestingly enough, the all of the things that they kept sort of referencing were men. You know, it's like heat. It's like heat. It's like heat. And I was like, OK, 
all right, <laughs> let's have a conversation about your favorite show, right? And, I, and it kind of occurred to me that I was like, now this is a very interesting acting exercise because what these two men are playing on, what's behind them, what's in the background that they are allowing to come through, not playing, but allowing to come through is the fact that they know who they are. Yeah, they're playing these characters, but they also know who they are. They know that everybody in the world and every, you know, fanboy, every, you know, boy, man in the world is waiting for this moment to see these two people. And I think that the genius of the scene is that they are, there is that awareness. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's there. It's like, back, it's like how you hear the clinking of the tables and people eating. It's, that's kind of the background noise of it is like who they are. And they acknowledge it, they let it be there, and then they play their scene. And I also thought it was a little sad that the only way that they could reference a scene between two people was two men, um, you know, and two sort of older, sort of grizzled, not that they're grizzled, oh God, that sounds horrible, but you know, like, <laughs> you know, hey, you know, you want to go over here, you over there, you come over here, I'll come over there, you know, and I was like, you know, it, I, I, I'm looking forward to the day when what we bring to the table as women becomes as iconic mm. and, and as a part of the, of the sauce of what it is to be a great actor and make a great scene as it is to guys, you know, you know what I do when I look at you. Well, you can see more from that panel, which also includes the other two star, Helena York, Bel Air's Aunt Viv herself, Cassandra Freeman, and As We See It star, Sue Ann Payan, over at EW.com. And you can catch the beginning of The End Game tonight at 10 on NBC. And speaking of that Bold School panel, we, of course, couldn't have all of those amazing actresses on a Zoom together and not ask them, what you watching? I'm watching and very much enjoying The Gilded Age right now. I'm a big Julian Fellows fan. <laughs> and it's um, like, if you're missing Broadway, just watch that show. There's like a, a, an insane, they just like truck everybody out who's ever won a Tony. It's like Katie Finneran is dealing with some serious drama. She's one of the funniest women alive. And, you know, um, I mean, I could go on a Celia Keenan Bolger and I mean it, but, but what I will say, and what we were just talking about is that I'm obsessed with Carrie Coon. I think she's amazing. She is incredible. I will say I like still cannot visually accept Celia Keenan Bolger playing an adult human, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, her brother was my college roommate and they're just forever young. He's not aged a day. It's infuriating. Mm -hmm. Sue Ann, what about you? You were just telling us about uh, a show you love. Yeah, Um, I I just finished Station Eleven. Um, Fantastic. It was a great end of the world apocalypse. Um, scenario, but it wasn't, it wasn't like their usual zombie, you know, crazy, crazy kind of end of the world fair. It was beautifully done, character driven. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed uh, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Davis, Terminator. I was like, I'm just because I just remember her being like, it's so cool. It was like a female Terminator, right? It was like not expected when she did that role with, um, with what's her name? Amelia Clark. So, so I loved her in this. <laughs> Awesome. And Cassandra, what are you watching right now? Um, the last thing I just started watching, it two things. I'm going to say the title wrong because it's the craziest title. It's like the woman in the window across the street from the girl outside <laughs> yeah. the house somewhere. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. It's it's like it was so scary until it got 
cheeky. It's an interesting, interesting show. Uh, I think it's really smart. It's a very different, people want to watch something a little bit different, a little bit kooky, but you're into like uh, those shows where it's like, who killed who? That's a good one. And then the other thing uh, I finished just recently is a true story with Kevin Hart. And oh my gosh, that was addictive. Everyone go, I think it's just six episodes of Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes of another whodunit sort of thing. Honestly, Monica Raymond directed an episode of our show. So I started watching Hightown and it's really good. It's on stars. What's Hightown about again? Hightown is about, it's basically about the opioid and addiction crisis in like, they're supposed to be in Providence. I think it films in North Carolina, I think, but like it's supposed to be like that sort of right outside of Boston and how there's, you know, because they're all the islands. And so they they have a lot of like drug flow in this small town that's actually just a town, you know, that people think of as like, oh, we go vacation there, but people actually live there. And it's the townies and the locals and the this and the that. And it's actually really good. It's kind of, you know, it's it's stars. So you're going to get, it's going to be gritty, but it's good. Well, that ought to be enough to fill out your queue for a while. You can find The Gilded Age and Station Eleven on HBO Max, True Story and The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window on Netflix, and Hightown on Stars. It's trivia time. The Endgame stars Ram Shabathay and Morena Baccarin both appeared in guest roles on what sitcom? The Big Bang Theory. How I Met Your Mother or Friends. Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, Heath Ledger posthumously won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor 13 years ago this week at the 81st Academy Awards on February 22nd, 2009. Ledger was the second person to win a posthumous acting Oscar after Network's Peter Finch and won the award for his performance as the Joker in The Dark Knight, which was released six months after his death from an accidental drug overdose. His work drew universal acclaim from critics and audiences alike. In his review of The Dark Knight, then EW film critic Owen Gleiberman wrote, quote, In this, the last performance he completed before his death, Ledger had a maniacal gusto, inspired enough to suggest that he might have lived to be as audacious an actor as Marlon Brando maybe as great. At the Oscar ceremony, Ledger's parents and sister accepted the award on his behalf. Heath was such a compassionate and generous soul who added so much excitement and inspiration to our lives. We have been truly overwhelmed by the honor and respect being bestowed upon him with this award. Tonight, we are choosing to celebrate and be happy for what he has achieved. Heath. <clears throat> 
we both knew what you had created in the Joker was extraordinarily special and had even talked about being here on this very day. We really wish you were, but we proudly accept this award on behalf of your beautiful Matilda. Well, Ledger's daughter Matilda will gain full ownership of his Oscar statuette next year when she turns 18. All right, grab your cleats and Gatorade for our number one pick today, the series premiere of All-American Homecoming. The new CW spinoff series of its successful drama All-American follows another group of aspiring black college athletes. Simone, played by Jeffrey Maya, is off to the fictional HBCU Bringston University, where she dreams of making the tennis team. At the same university, Damon, played by Peyton Alex Smith, has to deal with the pressure of being the star athlete on the baseball team. Here's a preview. Cheese. Where's your entourage? I'm kind of doing the college moving thing solo. Welcome to Springsteen, girl. Brand new, yeah, everything brand new. I miss you. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. It's time to get into some trouble. College is about starting over, right? Damon lives here? You were just a little too excited about that. Shaman on here. She loves you, man. That much is clear. Hey! <laughs> You are looking at the new face of HBCU Baseball. This entire program rests on that boy's shoulders. Handle your business. It's like, what if I'm not good enough? It's basically you're scared. Every damn day, bro. May the best woman win. EW spoke with show creator Nkechi Okoro Carroll on how All-American Homecoming will explore tennis and baseball, similarly to how the original series explored the complexities of football. Have a listen. It'll be in a similar way in terms of we're seeing it through the eyes of these athletes where it's not just a sport to them. It's not mm. just a sport. It's not just something they're playing recreationally, but it is a dream. It is something that they are aspiring to. And specifically in Damon's case, it's a responsibility he feels. And I think what makes it unique on All-American Homecoming um, that allows us to explore the sport in a way that, that we didn't need to on football is there's been such a diminishing representation of black players in the league, in the mm -hmm. MLB. And the re when you start digging deep and you're like, okay, wait, but why? Why isn't that number going up? Why is it going down? And you start to see what's happening and how as a culture, we're being priced out of the sport because it is a very expensive sport to play. The time has come for these college athletes to give it their all. And you can watch them do it tonight at 9 on The CW. Finally today, the answer to our trivia question. The Endgame stars Ryan Michelle Bathe and Morena Baccarin both appeared in guest roles on what sitcom? The Big Bang Theory, How I Met Your Mother, or Friends? Well, it wasn't How They Met since they appeared on separate episodes, but the answer is How I Met Your Mother. Baccarin appeared in the season two episode Swarly, while Bathe appeared on season three's Sandcastles in the Sand. Well, that is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to 
Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina and Callie Shep, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson.